If you had a snack for every time Twitter used the word fraud recently, you might be able to satisfy Kelvin Benjamin. Thankfully, we have our dynamic duo bringing the meaning back to the world. It's also time to hoard QBs and defenses heading into the playoff season, so later you can't forget if it was fourth down or not. Enjoy! Hello everybody, I'm Boots. I'm Iken. How are you doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, you yeah. know, falls in the air. There's the uh, persistent smell of pumpkin spice, and <laughs> like I know turkey's right around the corner. So, how are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. I, uh, I went on a walk this morning. It was the perfect weather. Uh, as you said, fall is in the air, and uh, you know, leaves were on the ground. And uh, not too windy. It was perfect. It was a great, it was a, it was a great walk this morning. Uh, it's a yeah. nice, it's a nice little break considering all the other things that are kind of happening in the world. To be able to just take a look and, and enjoy being outside, have some decent weather for a change. Oh yeah, going on a walk with a cup of coffee, and I mean, perfect. And from what I understand, too, I think you had some pretty good weather while you were conducting your special <laughs> report, though, too, weren't you? Oh, yes. Um, yes. For those of you that don't know, I was on a special assignment last week. That's why there was some uh, some other people um, that were here. Um, so I'll just uh, get right into that special report. You sound like you're a little upset that you had some people in your place there. <laughs> well, as some of you may have noticed, that there were some amateurs, charlatans, or otherwise completely uninformed dorks in here last week to fill in for me while I was out on special assignment. I just want to make it clear. I deeply apologize to our dedicated audience. I assure you, this will never happen again. <laughs> Regarding my special assignment, since that's what brought this up, I set out on a journey this past week. I set out on an investigative mission to uncover a dark secret within the NFL. I poured over documents, I interrogated team staff, I watched the tape, and I compiled my final report. I found out something no one else had discovered yet. I discovered that Tom Brady retired after the Giants game. That's right. I had physical proof that Thomas Edward Patrick Brady retired from football after the Giants game. I compiled my report, I hear a knock at the door. Things went black. When I woke up, my room was trashed. To be clear, it was trashed before, too. The evidence was gone. My report was destroyed. And I watched this week's Bucks game in horror. I knew I could have told everyone the horrors they were going to experience, but I failed them. I failed you. I failed our audience. And for that, I can never be forgiven. Yes, <laughs> I failed. That was my. That was what my special report was meant to be. I was I was going to I was gonna I was gonna blow the lid off this conspiracy theory that Tom Brady actually retired. The man out on that field, not Tom Brady, not him. I don't know who it was. It sounds like the the deep league is keeping you down, man. A good L sentence goons after me. I'm telling you. Oh my god. Well, I'd like to say they're the reason my room was trashed, but it was trashed anyway. Well, <laughs> one of two things I think has to happen at this point: either we need to change your medication or. Uh-huh. Uh, we need to do a little bit more investigating, but that might, you know, that might not. I don't think well. I, I don't think I could take another concussion. 
<laughs> the CTE is setting in already, apparently. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I was just sick last week. That that's really uh, that's why I wasn't here. And uh, you know, I I thought I thought everyone did a great job. I I really you know thank you a ton for uh, Noro and DK for filling in and uh, the tight end. It was a tight end you know episode last week. Um, I thought they did a great job. They were really informed and uh, had clearly been well prepared. So I appreciate them filling in for me while I was sick. Um, they did a great job. And I, I mean, you did a great job too. Oh, I appreciate it. I mean, it's playing second fiddle to you for so long. I guess it rubbed off on me a little <laughs> bit that uh, I can do okay. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. So this week we're going to be introducing a new segment called Frauds in Squads. Frauds meeting teams that are totally overrated and don't deserve to receive the pedigree that they do. And squads, as in the teams that are damn squads, good teams that uh, maybe aren't being talked about enough. And I mean, it makes sense because just like pumpkin spice is in the air, uh, <laughs> fraud is apparently in the air this season too. So uh, makes sense that we're talking about this. <laughs> um. All right, all right. So let, let's hear who, who's your first fraud. Who's a fraud to you so far? Um, I mean, it, it. This is no surprise. I'm gonna. I'm taking the Bears. Uh, mm-hmm. Just no easy. Th- yeah, easy. I'll, I'll I'll pick the low hanging fruit first, right? E- easy. Yeah. Um, Nick Foles is terrible. Um, yep. They have. They just lost probably the only. Well, one of the only bright spots in their offense with David Montgomery coming out with a concussion, which pretty much leaves. Wait, Alan to be Robinson. clear, David Montgomery was not the bright spot of that offense. <laughs> Admittedly, if you look at it from a league perspective, yes, I, I agree with that. But if you look at it yeah. strictly from a Bears perspective, um, yeah, I mean, okay. Okay. this guy is was arguably one of the better pieces in the offense. Because, yes. I mean, it's a low bar to be with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I should be fair. I, I've been really rough on David Montgomery for a long time. I'm glad you brought him up. Uh, and I brought this up about a week ago. And I just want to, uh, real quick, instant reaction. Is David Montgomery a draft bust? Instant reaction. I want to hear your instant reaction. God, that's bro. so tough. Um, He I'll... was a third round pick. He was a third. Do you realize that? You know, for as much as we talked about him, you would have thought he was a first-round pick, but he was a third-round running back. Yeah, for third round, I think you're getting what you expect. I think you're getting right. What you, yeah, yeah. He's not a he's not a draft bust. I don't think he's all. a draft bust. Not a third-round pick. I. You know what, dude? I did not even look at it. I had no. You're right. I thought he was like maybe a t- like a high second. Yeah. Right. Like that's what I. Because you saw, you've seen the picture. You've seen the. He has the legs of Saquon oh, Barkley, God. the vision of Sony Michelle, the the uh, anticipation of Le'Veon Bell. Oh God. I <laughs> but think... I yeah concussion. I I agree. He's he he's definitely a kind of a bright spot on that offense. He's not the brightest spot. Allen Robinson is the guy. That... Yeah. With, with Mooney, their defense is still great, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, and you know, and, and, and it's, it's going to be no surprise to anyone here that I am starting to take a liking to Mooney here. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm willing to let that kind of you know marinate and and see what comes to fruition long term. Uh, but I think that you know that's probably really all that we have to talk about um, for yeah. for the Bears. Uh, aside from Khalil Mack, which I mean, you know, he's fantastic but you know the package together it's not working 
I mean, it's yeah. it's working because they're giving you they're giving you the record that's mm. I guess putting them at the top of their division, but it doesn't oh, second. feel second. Oh, they fell to second. My bad. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't feel real. It it the mm. record feels like fraud. It does. I mean, yeah. it's the very definition, and so. I think it says a lot about the NFC North that they're in the second in the division. Uh, you know, three teams in the NFC North have negative uh, net points, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions. And we know that the Vikings and Lions are bad. And when the Bears are on top of those teams, it's like, ugh, that doesn't say a lot of good things about the rest of that division. But obviously we know Green Bay is, uh, you know, kind of killing it out there. And, you know, yeah. I think... I want to say they're like second place in offensive EPA, which is just awesome. <laughs> they're not frauds. I'll say that right now. Green Bay, not frauds. Green Bay is <laughs> definitely not frauds. Um, I mean, uh, you look at the way that Devonta Adams is stepping up to the plate and not really having a good a good number two. He doesn't care. Yeah. Um, I mean, Devonte Adams. I mean, you and I, we talked about this because mm-hmm. I tried to trade Devonte Adams from you, yep. and you would not give him up. And your logic was, you said Devonte Adams is probably the wide, the wide receiver one for the rest of the year. Yep. And I thought, I thought probably, but man, I wish I could get him from you. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because you tried to give me Tyler Lockett and Rojo, uh, and you're like, here's this forty point game that Lockett just put up, and I was like, sell high. And I was so like, I. yeah, you forgot that I was a, a Tyler Lockett owner in 2018. I know how this game goes. <laughs> He's um, going to end the season as like a... As like a you know like a back end wide receiver one because he's gonna have two more forty point games and everyone's just gonna forget about those little five point stinkers every so often. I'm gonna call it right now. <laughs> he's gonna end as the wide receiver nineteen in point five PPR. I don't think so. I, I his his back half of the season is kind of rough at times, but I, I absolutely think he's gonna end up as a low end wide receiver one. I'm thinking wide receiver eleven or wide receiver twelve is what I'm thinking. But let's 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 uh let's let's move on to our next team. I, I have a fraud. Mm-hmm. I have a team I Send think it. is a fraud. I agree with you on the Bears, by the way. They're totally frauds. My my next team is, and this 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 is probably like less popular, but like because some people still hold on to like last year's narrative. Mm-hmm. But the Ravens, I mean, yeah, they're they've taken a massive step back in terms of offensive production. Oh, they're yeah. below the league average and off offensive EPA. If I told you that in terms of offensive EPA in the past six weeks that San Francisco was higher than the Ravens. That's so There's stupid. N- no way anyone would believe that. But no. it's true. I so I believe you because I, I, I know you well enough by this point, but if I didn't know you <laughs> I'd I'd say you're an idiot. <laughs> so it's it's concerning how much of a step back Lamar took. Um especially in the passing game. His connection with Marquise Brown has been disappointing. Compl- I mean, I, I'm just so sad. Disappointing. You know, I had high hopes. Disappointing? Yeah. It's been devastating. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't... I had such high hopes for Hollywood. Uh, I mean, I drafted him. And I was thinking, this is, a, this is a slam dunk at this price. It tur- yeah. Turns out... Again, I was super wrong about something um, that you know, I was on board with so many other people. Uh, but uh-huh. yeah, no, I, 
You know, to a certain degree, I I, I, I do agree their offense is abysmal. I, it, you know what's funny is it, it feels like Baltimore and the Bills change switch positions. Swapped. They just they swapped quarterbacks. It's a freaky Friday, except it's uh-huh. it's it's football teams and and now, um, also Josh Allen is better at throwing. <laughs> this I mean, year he, he definitely he, is. This year, and I mean, you look at he it, he's better at throwing this year than Lamar was last year. Uh, in, is that in true? my in my opinion, in, well, the eye test. Okay, the eye test. Okay, okay. Because I was gonna say, I think Lamar had a nine percent TD rate last year, and I didn't think that I didn't think Josh Allen's was that high. But Josh Allen has taken a massive step forward, and I'm gonna give him total credit for that. And you know, I I'm just so impressed. I mean, he, he has looked great for the most part. He didn't look great in that rain game versus KC, but that's okay. He he, you know, he maybe has sort of fallen out. He's on the fringe of the MVP conversation, but still, he, you know, he's done great. And I I think that with Tom Brady's sort of stinker games that he seems to have the ability to put up, Josh Allen can easily be in the, in the MVP conversation. The problem is, is, and I think it's just going to be so difficult for anybody not named Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, or Patrick Mahomes to win MVP this year. Those three quarterbacks all look phenomenal. They've all had their stinkers at the same time. I, I mean, I talked to you about this earlier. Patrick Mahomes is twenty-five touchdowns for one interception. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. I, you know, <laughs> I know we had we had discussed it slightly, and I'm still curious. I I didn't look it up yet, but I'm still curious mm-hmm. if that's ever been done before. Uh, I don't think so. I can't imagine. I mean, my it's gut insane. reaction tells me that that's a stat line that is kind of so above and beyond what we've ever seen mm-hmm. before that I I would be really surprised if it had been done before in the Super Bowl era at least. PFF looks at that and they say, ah, I can give him like an 80 grade. It's the best I can do. He's a box score pattern. We all know it. <laughs> um, do you do you have another fraud you want to talk about? Uh, um, well, just kind of fini- kind of finishing on on the Ravens. I just wanted to point out that I don't think that their defense is a fraud. I think it's mostly just offensively mm-hmm. side of the ball that that's that's where we're really coming from. I, I I'm going to kind of steal yours here and like I, yeah. I I know that you have I know that you have the Saints written down here. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're frauds in the sense that sure they just beat the pants off of Tampa Bay and they just completely dismantled them. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean you you look at how they should have been performing all year based on what they have even with the Michael Thomas injury. Uh, they've just mm-hmm. been a complete disappointment um, all year yeah. up up until that game. We gotta we gotta remember that this this Saints team went to overtime with the Chargers. They beat the Panthers by three points, and they beat Chicago in overtime by three points. All right, I understand Michael Thomas hasn't been there and everything, but I mean I I I watch Saints games because it feels like they're always on prime time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they just, they, I mean, I, I hate I hate just opting to the eye test because it feels like a cop-out sort of thing, but they just haven't looked that great. I mean, their defense, I think, is definitely the most overrated defense in the league. I'll, um, uh, I'll throw out there that, like, they're kind of, like, just barely as a positive defensive EPA team. Um, I'm curious to see if, if Drew Brees kind of changes things up. He was throwing downfield when Michael Thomas was back, right? Mm-hmm. And that was something we we hadn't seen from Drew Brees this year. 
And so I, I think that maybe their offense can potentially carry them. But uh, now that now that Michael Thomas is back, I'm kind of excited to see what happens to them. But as of right now, I, I think their defense is overrated. And I'm just not exactly convinced that they are. I, I, as you had said, you know, prior to us, uh, prior to starting this, um, they're number three right now on 538's ELO rating. Yeah. And oh, that's I don't right. think they that's how this came that. up. I forgot. Thank you for bringing that back up. I forgot. Yeah, I was listening to 538's podcast last night. Mm-hmm. By the way, I love their hot takedown um, mm-hmm. podcast. It's it's fan, it's fantastic. It's one of the best things ever. Who runs that? Is that Josh? I think he Is usually that- does, um, but he wasn't on it this last time around. I forget I forget the the woman's name that runs it that was the host this time, but um, I was listening to it last night and Loved it, and as soon as it's, I was so disappointed, because they're like, "Here are the five. We're going to give you five teams." And as soon as they said the Saints, and then didn't have the Bills in there, I was like, "I I hate this. <laughs> yeah. I hate this already. It's rigged. Um, rigged. Uh, no, but everyone it, is against your Bills. I know. Well, they did. So they did give them an honorable mention. They're like, "Well, you know, the Bills are actually coming back into uh-huh. the running for it based on the Seattle game." And they said the Seattle is also coming back into it too because Seattle wasn't on that list. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. But, but yeah, so this. Yeah, I forgot. That's how we brought the Saints up. Was I said that it was on five thirty eight, and like my ears perked up, and I was like, "This isn't. <laughs> this can't be right." Like this is this is one of those examples of where the eye test tells you that there's no way that this can be possible. But then the data comes out and says, <laughs> "Well, actually, you know, push the glasses back up on your face. Yeah, it is actually." You know that they're the only uh, team in 538's top five in ELO that is not projected to have a point differential of over 100. Really? Which is which is interesting, because the Packers, Ravens, Steelers, and Chiefs all project to have a point differential of over 100. Saints are the only one of those teams under 100. Um, they're obviously probably going to take that division, mm-hmm. uh, the NFC South, Um just after that, you know, they beat the they beat the Bucks twice. I mean, that's that's what you have to do to really take your division is uh, beat the second best team in there twice, and they've done that. So, uh, let, let let's talk about a few not frauds. Okay. 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 Sounds good. Um, go ahead. Give me your first one. Uh, I still think that the Tennessee Titans. I did not think the Titans were frauds last year in their playoff runs, and I definitely don't think it this year. Um, I still think the Tennessee Titans are a great team. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a pretty decent offensive EPA. They Their defensive EPA leaves a bit to be desired. I think they have the playmakers. They just made some a couple bad decisions. I think they they'd signed Vic Beasley in the offseason, which was a bad move. I mean, ask ask any Falcons fan, and they would have told you that exact same thing, that you know, picking making that move was a bad move. Um, and... Uh, I, I don't know. I just think that that team. Every time I watch them, I just think, yeah, this is a good. This is a good football team. Uh, I think they just have a few things that they got to uh, work on, specifically on defense. But otherwise, when that offense is rolling, oh man! And I mean, you know, AJ Brown, he's finally coming into himself. You know, he had a bit of a weird start to the year. He had a few injuries and things like that. Johnu was injured kind of a few weeks ago. Corey Davis has finally sort of. Uh, <laughs> he's a great possession guy so i i still think i i think the titans are a good team um i don't think they're frauds and uh i think uh there's uh some potential there i mean 
they they're currently leading their division. They're six and two, mm-hmm. uh, point differential at thirty one, and uh, I definitely think they're better than the Colts. I want to make that clear. Absolutely. Yeah, I I mean I agree with you. I I don't I, I don't necessarily agree that they were even really in the. I don't know who was calling them frauds, um, but I. Well, it, it feels like it's been a narrative since last year. They, they, when they made that 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 uh, when they made that um, that run in the playoffs, uh-huh. everyone thought it was oh you know this isn't you know this is just oh it's just lucky they rode off Derrick Henry and uh, you know they're not really that good or Ryan Tannehill only threw fifteen times in two games in the playoffs he's not that good and it's sort of building off of that I mean. They lost to the Steelers, who are arguably one of the best teams in football right now, by three points. Um, so I, I still think that they're a phenomenal team. I really do. Okay. That's just me. No, I, I, hey, I'm not. I'm not just. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I think that they have taken a, a huge step forward this year too from last year uh, because. It's, it seems like almost too that Tennessee and Buffalo are starting to form a little bit of a rivalry because they tend to like butt heads quite a bit when they when they've been meeting up and I think that both of those are kind of up and coming AFC teams that are vying for the same position. So it is it is interesting to see and I and that's why I have that opinion is because I do see what they can do um, because I'm obviously watching very closely every Buffalo game um, and I think that. Uh, Buffalo is is allowing them to really shine in a lot of aspects. And then you have some like weird stuff where like Houston kept it super competitive with them, um, which I would not have seen coming. But you know, it, to be clear, I think Houston wins that game if they get the ball first in overtime. Oh, I could. I mean, I could see that. I, I Watson is just you know on another level sometimes. Yeah. Um, but you know, more more to the point, I can I can definitely I absolutely agree with you that Tennessee is not frauds, and they are steadily improving. They're they're just they're not sexy. They're they're nope. ki- they're kind of boring. They play. Uh, they they make their progression through not getting penalties. They make their yep. progression through not making mistakes, not giving up turnovers. Um, I mean, Ryan Tannehill will sometimes pull out a kind of a a huge breakaway play. Derrick Henry once in a while will, will break out and get a 97 <laughs> yard touchdown, right? But that's yeah. by and large the exception. The rest of their plays is very calculated, very bel- it feels very Belichick esque in a sense. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's really boring, and they just want to they just want to get the clock out and just keep their keep their number above um, their opponent. Yeah, I, I mean I completely agree. I mean they just. <sighs> I they, you you said it really well. They're they're kind of a boring team to watch. They play boring ground and pound football that's not always that's not always sexy as you said and I I like I said I still think they're good. Um let's move on to the next thing. Uh not frauds, not frauds the Steelers. Yeah. I'm, that defense is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, generate some amazing turnovers. Uh some of the best. I mean, uh T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a dynamic duo. I mean, yeah. Uh, T.J. Watt just just creating those turnovers like crazy, and Minka just going nuts with the intercept. It's it's 
insane. Currently tied for second in takeaways at 15. Yeah. Pretty great. Uh, I, I think I think really just to kind of um, the best way I can sum up is is the Steeler, Steelers a little less running game for their offense, a little bit more passing game, um, but kind of the same narrative that with mm-hmm. Tennessee it just kind of turned up to 11, I yep. think. I, I think that's a good comp is is that the Steelers are like Tennessee, except the Steelers are a bit more of a robust passing game rather than a running game, and their 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 defense is just a bit better. Um, and I say a bit better, I do mean a lot better because I think the Steelers have the best defense in all of football. Um, in terms of EPA, I mean they are tied right up there with Los Angeles and Miami in terms of defensive EPA these past six weeks. Offensive EPA is just awesome too. They're which, right up there with the Saints and the the Seahawks. Which, so. by the way, uh, Miami wasn't supposed to be up at that level <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> of the season. So I love that. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. I think. Well, I mean, I you know I I just want to bring up a little bit. I mean. That Miami team's going to be great next year. They really are. They may make a small playoff run now, but I mean, the first round, all the draft picks that they have, and, you know, Tua seems to be coming, you know, in and, you know, doing what he needs to do. That defense is awesome. Brian Flores, uh, he's done a phenomenal job. I mean, we got to remember, as I understand, Brian Flores was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots when, um, Brian Fullers was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots when the Patriots held the Rams in the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so he knows how to hold back Sean McVay. He has the the script, and he he showed it. He clearly has Mc, McVay's number, and uh, it's definitely shown. So um, I think McVay's gotten a little bit stale too for being touted as one of the most you know dynamic offensive minds and i don't think he's bringing it to the table this year right now anyway who's a who's another not fraud for you another not fraud um i'm probably gonna catch some hate for it. i kind of love the browns um not not frauds um in my opinion i'm with you you know I'm I, with you on that. I think i think they've they're they're hurt definitely by having obj out um i mm-hmm. think and I and I say this countless times. I think one of the things holding him back is 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 Baker has got to get his footwork down and and fix this like little half hop thing he does when he's dropping back. It 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 delays his reads. It looks like sometimes it definitely delays his um his ball delivery. And I mean, if you don't have if you're dealing with an offensive line that's not exactly doing their job, it, it's those partial seconds count. Um, yep. And so you're only doing yourself a, a disservice if you it takes you an extra half a second to get your feet set to throw the ball down the field. But aside from that, Miles Garrett, um, defense player of the year. Yeah, uh, having a career. Amazing, year. amazing. Um, He's worth every penny that they're giving him. Yep. Every single penny. Yeah. Um, I'll say this: I you know we're talking about a team that has been riddled with injuries in various different ways their stars are just consistently injured um obj is you know injured now obviously jarvis landry had that hip thing at the beginning of the year obviously nick chubb has been you know out for a few weeks now i say a few weeks like five weeks now he's coming back now it sounds like um you know 
And their schedule coming going forward is pretty great, right? They play Houston, they play the Eagles, they play Jacksonville, they play the Giants, they play the Jets, right? They have some really tough games in there. They play mm-hmm. the Steelers, they play the Ravens, they play the Titans in there too. But, you know, they're going to come out with about five more wins probably um, in the next, you know, few weeks. And that's going to be really great for them. I think Kevin Stefanski is doing everything right from what I've seen. Yeah. I think he's a great coach. Um, one of those guys that, I mean, and, and now that, you know, like I said, that Nick Chubb's back, that one-two punch of Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I, they, they do. It doesn't, it seems like it doesn't really matter too much because, I mean, Kareem Hunt's a phenomenal running back right and you think like mm-hmm. oh well he'd just be a workhorse um but you know i think they do bring a little bit of a different dynamic uh a little bit different dimension each and mm-hmm. they have their spot and let's not forget i mean this is a hyper competitive division look at look at who's in this division it's hyper competitive um yeah. i think it's almost a preview actually of what the afc east is going to turn into um in probably three probably. two three years it's probably going to look like that which I'm not that excited about. I was really hoping <laughs> that we could have just your know, trade places with the Patriots and just have, you know, full run at it. But, you know, competition is good, too. You get, you get Trevor Lawrence and Eric Benemy uh, in the Jets, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I, I still, you know what? I know we had a long conversation about that last night. <laughs> You're not excited. I Well, it's not done deal yet, right? And, um,. The Browns, I will say, the Browns are the easy choice for the wild card, I think, in the AFC. Yeah. They're 5-3 and right now. Yep. Uh, And uh, like I said, I think they're going to pull about five more wins in these next few weeks. Yeah, they're definitely going to see postseason. I mean, especially with the rule changes and stuff like that. They're letting more teams in this year, but Mm -hmm. they're definitely going to see the postseason. And they could see a second round in the postseason. I think it's definitely, they're capable of it. Uh, Who you got? Um, Who else you got? I don't want to spend too much time on this team because I, I, I do want to wrap up here eventually. But uh, another team that I think has a coach that's doing it right, uh, at least it seems this way, um, as to the dismay of their fans is the Panthers. You know, they were probably sitting there hoping that they would, you know, once CMC got hurt, that Matt Rule would embrace the tank. And he absolutely hasn't. Um, and good for him because he has done everything right since then. Uh I love what he's doing up there. You know, he he's, yeah, he's on this three game losing streak and it sucks and everything or four game losing streak and it sucks. But, uh, I still think he's a great coach. I think that, uh, I hope he's not doing just enough to get them out of contention for a good pick, but he's proved, he's proven to me that he can be a good coach. Um, I'm still not sold on Teddy. Sorry. I'm just, it's just not going to happen for a while, but he's uh, a band aid, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I I hope that whoever the Panthers take for quarterback next year ends up working out because I really like Matt Rule. He's a Big Twelve guy, um, and as a as a person who watches a lot of Big Twelve football, I am incredibly happy that we do not have to play a Matt Rule team anymore. Um, <laughs> like I said, I didn't want to spend too much time on the Panthers. I know that their record isn't great. They're probably not going to make a postseason run. Um, no, but, but I let's think, let's move over to streaming. Yeah. Oh, what do you what do you have to say about the Panthers? Just real, yeah, just a real quick addition. Um, I I mean I'm I'm definitely on board with you. I think, and I said it I said it in previous episodes too. Um, I don't think anyone really came into the season expecting very much out of the Panthers. I think this is this whole run in general 
They've been keeping these games competitive. Even though they've lost, they've been keeping these games competitive. And, I mean, I even put a profile pick bet on Carolina <laughs> against Atlanta, thinking that, oh, they're just going to blow them out of the water because they've been performing so good. I thought, well, this is actually, like, an okay bet. Um, but I, I, I agree with you. I mean, considering where we thought they were going to be to where they are now, uh, it, it certainly um, speaks volumes of them that they're not fraud. Sure, they're not they're not playoff contenders, but they're definitely not frauds, and I think that they fit in this category. But yeah, let's yeah. let's move into streaming, man. I, I'm I'm interested. Who? Um, let's talk about so QBs, right? Okay. Um, who's your not so deep sleeper? Yeah, um, I don't think that this guy's a deep sleeper really because he just came off this disgusting week where he looked absolutely atrocious. Um, and it's not, a, this isn't, maybe this is a low hanging fruit, but I'm going to go Jared Goff this week. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be stuck to that narrative of how badly he played against Miami, but guys, he's playing against Seattle. Seattle, this is a historically awful, 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 awful Seattle team. Uh, awful defense. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say awful Seattle team. I should say awful Seattle defense. They're giving up more yards than anybody, you know, come and get it. Buy one yard, get one free constantly <laughs> because that defense sucks. Um, they're, they're I think they're, I think they're misusing Jamal Adams uh, in a big way. Um, they got to figure it out. They need DBs that can fall into coverage because Jamal Adams, he, he loves to, you know, create pressure on the quarterback and everything. And that's his specialty. He's a, he's a safety that doesn't get interceptions. He's a safety that gets sacks instead. Um, and they need to, they need DBs to be able to play around that. Um, but they just don't have them. So I, I like Jared Goff a lot this week. Um, and I think that he's probably going to be available because everyone is so scared about how poorly he played last week. My deep, deep, deep streamer. This one, this this quarterback is straight up bad. <laughs> um, it's Daniel Jones. Uh, you know he he's playing against uh, Philadelphia. Against and, Philly. Uh, yeah, their 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 defense is also just kind of straight up trash. This is a deeper pick. I, obviously, I understand that. Last time he played him, they you know uh, he pulled out twenty four point five uh, fantasy points. That's pretty solid for a super deep streamer and. Uh, yeah, I mean, they seem that team seems to be coming together too. You know, Evan Ingram is finally getting some real usage. Thank goodness, mm-hmm. like that was so frustrating. Sterling um, Shepard's back. Getting, Sterling Shepard's back, and they're getting creative with Evan Ingram too. He's getting a few runs here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I I like Daniel Jones as a deep streamer this week. Who are yours? Um, I have, and it, it, it and it, this is probably more. I, I, my heart says this is what I want to see. <laughs> yeah. But it's Tua. I, yeah. I, you know, it was such a fun game that we just saw against the Cardinals, right? And the Cardinals aren't bad. Their defense mm-hmm. has step, has taken strides forward. Um, and he got it, and he got it done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like it. Um, I think, again, it kind of, harks back to the narrative where Miami just keeps coming up on top in places where we didn't think they would. Um, sure, yeah, I, I hate that Fitzpatrick is not the QB anymore because we all love Fitzpatrick, but yeah, you know we have reason to love Tua too. Um, I think they lost Preston Williams, uh, but maybe yeah, for he, a short he's amount going of time. On IR. He's going on IR. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to hurt him too much because I think he's still got some good offensive pieces around him. He has 
the prerequisite for good mm-hmm. QB streaming is mobile quarterbacks that can get you some rushing yards that are more valuable than passing yards. I think we have that. Chargers defense is sort of uh, it's kind of a mixed bag. I'll say it's depleted Chargers for defense. sure. Yeah, you know, it's a bit like San Francisco. Their their injuries haven't been maybe quote unquote as sexy. I guess maybe a way of putting it, but they. They've had quite a few injuries on that defense. I know, like, I think it was, like, Derwin James has been out. Joey Bosa, I think, missed a game or two this year. Um, and so, yeah, like, it's... They're they're a bit depleted. I'll say that a lot of quarterbacks have done really great against them. So I, I like this pick. I really like it. I do. Um, basically, every quarterback has got, in the past five weeks, have gotten at least 20 fantasy points against them, except Derek Carr, which, you know... That says more about Derek Carr than it does about <laughs> the Chargers' defense. Yeah, that's why Derek Carr is not ever a streamer option. Yeah, exactly. But no, I like that pick. Okay, um, and then for my super du- super deep streamer, Jake Luton. Uh, oh. He put up twenty one points last week, and it was yeah. the first time he was first time making his a, it was his NFL debut. Put up twenty one points. He's going up against Green Bay. Green Bay has shown that. Their secondary is okay, right? And they don't have a great defense. Look, I expect him to just chuck it down to James Robinson again and just have James Robinson uh, keep it. They're not going to keep it competitive, I don't think. But there's a high probability for him to get a lot of passing yards uh, through James Robinson probably. And he still has a lot of good offensive weapons. And there's there's a good possibility that Green Bay just, just throws like 40 points on top of Jacksonville, and then they just bring out their third stringers for practice, and he gets a bunch of garbage time points. So, you know, there's a lot of upside there. Sure, Green Bay is not going to keep it competitive. I can't imagine this game is going to be competitive. It it seems very unlikely it would be. But I think there's a lot of point for – I think there's a lot of um, room for fantasy production from a guy that's going to be virtually free off off your waiver wire. Um. I am less convinced, but I, I understand where the logic is coming from. I, I do think he's an easy candidate for uh, some uh, garbage time points. But, uh, I mean, I, I think that Green Bay has done, a, for the most part, a pretty darn good job at keeping opposing quarterbacks down. They have. Um, and I mean, they were playing Houston, and I, I yes, absolutely. It's a, it's a deeper pick, so I will not, I, I won't hate on it because i i i'll always respect a deeper pick especially one that is uh you know more quote-unquote brave so i respect the pick i really do um i'm less convinced but fair enough uh defenses defense um okay i'll go first on this one uh yeah. my 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 defense and this is not really much of a sleeper this is more of a regular pick um i i like miami uh for this pick and i like miami because um, Herbert still, for this week, Herbert is still prone to mistakes. He's doing great. Don't get me wrong. Um, fantastic. I love that offense. I, I love Herbert. Um, but mm-hmm. Miami's really good. Uh, Miami is surprisingly good. They have a good schedule going forward that you can use for multiple weeks. There's a, probably a couple weeks where you don't want to hold, you don't want to keep them in there. But then they get Denver. They get the Jets. They get Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, probably don't want to start them against KC in week 14, right? But, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but you have, you know, you have these mid-tier weeks that you could potentially see 
some production out of your DST. And so I like them for the upside. I like them for the possibility for the, you don't have to be on top of your waiver wire constantly looking for new teams. If, if an opportunity comes up and you get to stream more people against the jets or more people against the giants or more people against uh, Washington football team, sure. Take it. Right. But if you can make the, if you can acquire them and then hold them for those weeks, sometimes it, it fits because people are starting to run out of fab. Yep. So it might not be a bad move for you. If you can, if you can handle it now, if you're in champs, sorry, I already got them. Uh, yep. But you know, other leagues, you know, maybe. So that's my regular pick. What's yours? Uh, my regular uh, DST pick this week, I like the Giants. I like the Giants versus Philadelphia. Uh, you know, Giants have a lot of issues, and some parts of their defense are not. Bradbury's awesome. They are number two in the league in takeaways, and the Eagles are number two in the league in giveaways. Mm-hmm. It's a match made in heaven. I mean, it, there's just nothing more to say. I mean... The the Giants may come out of that game with, um, you know, two sacks and then two interceptions, honestly. Um, I will say I would kind of, depending on your league scoring, uh, I would maybe keep an eye on, like, you know, uh, if Miles Sanders ends up playing. I'm not too concerned. I don't really pay no. too much attention to that kind of stuff. But if he does end up playing, maybe it sort of changes my opinion, but probably not that much. Uh, I don't you think know, he we plays. Know Carson, yeah, I mean, he, he's just starting to practice at best. So I, I, we know my, uh, Carson Wentz has the propensity to throw a lot of interceptions. So I, I don't think I would say I'm uh, too concerned about that, no matter what. So that that's my regular pick, the Giants. I, I think that they're uh, pretty solid as a defense. Uh, I'll go with my deeper one real quick. Sure, um, yeah. Titans at Colts. Um, and it feels weird to say that that would be a sleeper because I mean Tennessee's defense is a good NFL defense; they're just not a good fantasy defense. Yeah, that that's what it comes down to. Is as a fantasy defense, their bottom half, they're number twenty right now in 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 our weird sort of defensive scoring that we use. But uh, listen, we know Philip Rivers is throwing in. We know he is. Mm-hmm. They're currently tied for sixth in the league in interceptions thrown. And uh, currently, the Titans are number one in interception takeaways. So, and they're number three in league takeaways overall. So, I just love that matchup. It's a, it's another match made in heaven. I think it's a good one. Yep. So, yep. Uh, it's another one of those games where we might see, you know, three sacks and two interceptions. So, yeah, no, I, I like it. All right, I'll give you, I'll give you my super deep one. Uh, and yeah. this one's, this one's a high variability, high gamble. <laughs> uh, but I'm going, uh, with, I'm going with the Panthers. Actually, oh. um, especially after the abysmal performance that we saw at Tampa Bay, uh, it's pretty clear that the that Tampa Bay, as juggernauts as they are on paper, can uh-huh. be schemed against. They can be picked apart, and you can rattle Tom Brady into making horrible decisions. Because I'm sure you saw that he just he, did he non-Tom bad, Brady bad, things. Bad yeah. Um, and he got so frazzled and so rattled that he was just throwing them up in the air. I think he got mad, man. I think he really did. Yeah, that was that was a tilt game for him. Now, the, uh, I, I I respect your narrative. I do. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say I respect your narrative once again. It's a deep pick. I have a counter narrative. Tom Brady coming off a loss. 
he's gonna tear him apart yeah um I but i respect that. the narrative i respect the narrative though i thought about um, it too i think really what it and i was torn i'm torn about this one right because you look at some of the other options you have i mean um, you're not going to play the Cardinals against Buffalo. You're not going to play Buffalo against the Cardinals. You're not going to play Seattle yeah. versus the Rams, and you're not going to play the Rams against Seattle. Um, and that kind of leaves you with, like, not the Lions, not the Raiders, uh, maybe Green Bay Packers, right? Um, but th- mm-hmm. every they're not a good fantasy d- DST. They're kind of boring. They're not – they're okay. Um, and then – Everything else just feels like it's, it feels like it's going to fall flat on its face. Yeah, I, I agree. This is one of those uh, ones where, I mean, they are the – so, the, yeah, the, so they're the number 23 defense, but they've put up games where they've had, um, like, against against the Chargers, they, they put up they put up 12 points in our weird scoring system. Yeah. Um, they, they get set. For those of you For those of you that don't know, our, our weird scoring system utilizes more tackle for loss stuff and a few other sort of weird things like that. We also changed the way that the whole points allowed and yards allowed thing happens. Um, so, yeah, we, we play with the just weirder defensive score. The score That's only goes up. It doesn't yeah, It yeah. doesn't go down. Well, it does kind of go down for high It can go points, down. But it, yeah. it only you're, goes You're down. never going to really have that many... It Basically, it's sort of... Uh, it really benefits really good defenses that that have takeaways and things like that, and it really hurts really bad defenses. Yeah, uh, which is which is which is good because then you don't have bad defenses getting away with high fancy points in a in a mm-hmm. in a bad game, which yeah. I'm okay with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can see the very I can I can see that there's a there's an opportunity there's a chink in the armor, yes. right? And so. I can't argue with you that Tom Brady's going to be like, he's going to come back. He's going to still be on tilt, but then he's going to do really good. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I mean, I'm, I'm a narrative guy. <laughs> if you give me a good narrative, I'll buy it. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I like that. I, I don't, I don't, like I said, I'm not so sure I buy it because of, you know, Tom Brady coming off a buy, but there's definitely, this goes one of two ways, right? This goes to, this is the downfall of Tom Brady, and they just start sucking and they lose a ton Mm -hmm. of games. Or, he comes back and, you know, he does it. And as a deep pick, I I think it's okay. I I definitely do. As a deep streamer sort of uh, pick, I think that's totally acceptable. Um, So, yeah. uh, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, call it here. I think we'll we'll go ahead and wrap up. You know, I appreciate you if uh, you made it this far and you listened to us ramble on about a few teams. (laughs) I know that this wasn't our usual sort of fantasy actionable stuff that we like to do, but... uh, you know, we're, we're getting there. You know, we just did our mid-season review. Um, and in a few weeks, I think we want to do some final trade targets and things like that, right? We want to start talking about playoffs. We want to start talking about, you know, who should you be hoarding, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're like me, I, I've already started hoarding defenses and, and uh, quarterbacks for playoffs and, and the run-up to playoffs. But, uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that. We'll uh, probably do that in a few weeks, right? And uh, like I said, I really appreciate y'all listening if you made it this far. Yeah. So, uh, well, thanks for thanks for joining us again, everybody. And uh, we'll see you again next time. 